moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asa Nilsson and I am your host. Today is going to be my last episode until August of my podcast. I have decided to take the month of July off. I'm taking a radical sabbatical and I'm going to be connecting with myself again, going out to the moss a little bit more because I have, uh, I've not been out as much as I would have liked to have been. Isn't that funny? I have a podcast about <laughs> being in the moss and then I'm not going out to the moss. So it's time for me to reconnect with that. So just wanted to let you know this beautiful episode is going to be our last one until August. So welcome today to my gorgeous guest, Stevie Callista of Farmhouse Moon in Asheville, North Carolina. Welcome today. Hi, Stevie. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Mm, oh my God, I'm so good. I just love you. I love seeing you. I love oh. looking at you because you're you calm me. I have no idea why. <laughs> But when I see you, I think you have such a lovely energy. And just like, I was telling somebody, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to have this guest on. And she's so nice. I'm like, I don't even know you. But I mean, <laughs> I, I know you on social media. And I think that based on the interactions that I have had with you, because I'm very good at picking up energetically how other people are. And I have really felt very aligned with you since the first time I got to see you. So <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a minute. But please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are in this world. Thank you for those kind words. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> um, so my name is Stevie Callista, and I call myself a soul blueprint alchemist, which means that I just help people like come back to their soul self and like figure out their blueprint here and why they're here and what their mission is and just like how to love themselves deeper. Mm -hmm. um, I am also a silversmith and a mama mm -hmm. and um, gardener and I, you know, spin many plates. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> um, so you're t maybe you can we're going to talk about because I always end up talking about what people um how you manifest that in the world you know how that's a, a beautiful title to have for oneself 
And uh, it makes perfect sense when people will understand how you actually work in the world. Um, so, all right. So you live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is the mountains of North Carolina. Gorgeous up there. And I think it's funny that I lived two hours away from where you are now. <laughs> and then I moved back to Sweden. And now I meet you in Sweden when I could have met you when I lived in Huntersville, North Carolina. But it wasn't meant to be that way, was it? <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed to be that way. Um, but you, the first time I saw you was in a private group that I was a part of with Sherry Salata called the support system. And you had come in and you were doing like, <laughs> like back to back, like five second uh, intervals of uh, birth chart readings for people. I was like, oh my gosh, this poor girl that she has to do this this fast. I'm like, I feel you're the only one that, that said that to me that was like, I don't know. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. That was really hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I was like, that. I was like sweating for you. I'm like, yeah. Ha, okay. No, that would have taken me so much longer just to figure out the birth numbers. Okay. Let's think about this. I'm having to type it in, but yeah. you handled it uh, valiantly. I can tell you. And, you. <laughs> and I thought that you were like, oh, wait, she does birth charts. That's interesting because I've just had my birth chart read by my tarot teacher. And I'm like, and I didn't know, like, is there is there more to my birth chart? I mean, I had no idea. It was like so new for me. So I asked you, I hired you. I asked you to please, could you read my birth chart for me? And I, that was an hour of my life that it felt almost like I, a bit like I, like in a trajectory, I like I, I pushed myself forward oh. by allowing myself because, you know, to, to ask somebody for help, I'd have a very hard time asking somebody for help. And I, I loved your energy right away. And you gave me this, this, this mirror into my own self that I hadn't experienced before. And it gave me so many answers to so many quirkiness, like quirky things about me that I thought, you know, there's something wrong with me. What is, I mean, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I often have said that in my life. And you helped me to see that my birth chart is exactly showing this this picture of exactly who I am and who I was meant to be. And through your you being a soul blueprint alchemist, that's that's how you do that kind of work. I mean, t t tell us more about that because it's so fascinating to me, the skill set that you have to be able to see into these birth charts and show somebody themselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh, your words, first of all, like they just fill my entire being up. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm going to take them Good. with me. Thank you. Good. Um, I'm really, Please really glad that you had that kind of experience. Um, yes. yeah, it's sometimes I think to myself, like, how the hell do we have this? It's like, mm. a, how do we have this map? It's like a shortcut into like really <laughs> understanding ourselves almost like, why do we even have this? You know? Yeah. Um, and I know and why doesn't like, everybody see it? Like, why doesn't yes. everybody have access to it? Well, they do. They do. Yes. Right. Yeah. And just how, like, like you said, you can really fast forward and just accept things really quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, and this isn't, you know, not for everybody, but a lot of people can take in information and, and then just, it just, land, it just becomes like all the way deep and in your body, you know? And then you're just, you're like, oh yeah, I accept that. I, someone else told me I'm like this. I've beat myself up over that because society or my parents or whoever have told me that 
I shouldn't be like that. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you learn, you get this piece of information like, no, this is divine. This is like sacred information. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can accept that about myself. It's so cool that we can Mm -hmm. take information and have this map and be able to really love ourselves deeper and just accept who we are and then embrace it even Mm. like, oh, these can, this can be a gift or, you know, this challenge that I thought I've always had actually is like my key, you know, and the birth chart. Yeah. The birth chart really tells you, you know, how your brain works, how, what's the best way for you to communicate, what your emotional needs are, your challenges, where you want to feel most free. Mm. Um, you know, like where your soul work is, where your mission is. It, it's so fascinating how much depth it has. And it's still like, I'm learning every day still, you know, I'm always tracking my own life and reading and studying. And it's like, I learn so much through my clients too, yeah. like just because they tell me about how the sun in this place showed up for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so fascinating. And <laughs> I'm going to lock that away and collect this data and then maybe share it with somebody else, you know? So it's so, it's so cool. It's like the coolest tool I've ever (laughs) been a part of. And and it is a tool and it's, I like what you said about it being a key and you know, the, um, the, the key is that we, we hold the key to getting the answers and we, uh, these, these birth charts, the information that is available to us, um, like I said, is available to every single human being. And I do believe that when and if people are ready, um, then a window of opportunity will open up for them. Yeah. And they will hear a message, a conversation that they might be like, just like zooming through something and hear this and like, wait, wait, wait what are they talking about? I can find out what my, what my soul's purpose is this lifetime, just based on the time and the date and the location of my birth. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. And, and it's, uh, it's really nice to have people who actually know how to read the charts, do the work. I mean, and you can look at it yourself, but it's really nice to have somebody who uh, knows what they're doing um, to help break that down uh, for you. And you were so gentle and so kind. And um, when we went through this process together, and I loved it, and you took so much time with me. Um, and you, you have a, I watch you all the time on Instagram. <laughs> And I listen, you talk about cycles, like the moon cycles. I mean, there's so much that I have, I can't understand any of it. I really, I'm like, I just tried to I take it in. I'm like listening because <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to go, it's going in there. <laughs> and then maybe I'll understand more of it little by little by little. But how, how did you, how did this path start for you? Because you, you live a different kind of life. And that's why uh, I also like you. But I, I think that people who are coming to more moss, the, the idea of this movement is to have people on that dare to be themselves in a world where sameness is more encouraged than not. And you yeah. homeschool your girl, you are married to the love of your life, you're working with astrology and all sorts of beautiful things. You work with silver, you're, you've got dogs, you've got cats, you've got chickens, you've got, <laughs> you, you're like you're this little magician you you (laughs) (laughs) you do all these cool things now how how did that start where did that because that wasn't like it didn't come from your parents this is something that came after a point in your life you want to talk about that yeah thank you for those words too you're such a beautiful (laughs) reflector oh Um, good thanks that's nice uh, thanks (laughs) (laughs) um 
you know, I have always been, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are similar. It's, it's kind of hard for me to take, to be, to not have, like to have someone else be the authority over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, I was always the kid that like did everything I could to please and do, mm-hmm. you know, be seen for good grades and achieve and do better and just all out of just wanting to be loved essentially, yeah. you know? Um, but I never really liked being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I just did it because that's what you should do, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I grew older and like worked for other people, I ended up really bumping heads with my bosses and they actually eventually liked me for it. Cause I challenged them. It was yeah. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Some of them rewarded me with like more and more pain. Didn't want to lose me. It was really sweet, but I also hated the fact that like I couldn't control and, you know, maneuver like the business itself. Like it wasn't, you know, wasn't for me. Hmm. And I remember having this like deep in my bones, like I just want to work for myself. Like I just, I know I'll feel so free. And that for me has been such a goal is just freedom, you know, like, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? And it's different for everybody. Right, right. Um, and for me, it was like having my own company. And for some people that's horrifying. Like they don't want the responsibility of carrying that, you know, mm-hmm. and if freedom for them is like working for somebody else, which yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. Um, but I, I started to make jewelry. I started to work nights and weekends. I did everything I could just to like start to create my own business. And then finally I was able to take a leap and I don't even know how I did that because I couldn't afford <laughs> to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, when your yeah. soul's like, just, just jump. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. Just trust. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did jewelry for a while and I went to school for digital media. So I did some, you know, like back backup work of graphic design and design on the computer and stuff like that. And then I moved to Michigan from Chicago and I just out of nowhere felt this like crazy need to study astrology. And I don't know if anyone (laughs) knows Deborah Silverman. Do you know? I love her. I love that lady. She's She's hysterical. Yeah. Yes. So I found her videos a while back of, have you ever seen the ones of her dressing as each of the signs on YouTube? Everyone dressing as each? No. She like dresses as an Aries and then she acts like an Aries and it is, they are so funny and they're pretty old. We're going to have to put that in the show notes. Yes. They're really good. Um, But then after seeing that, I was like, how come I relate so much with the Taurus? This is crazy. You know, like, (laughs) and some of the other ones too. Uh, And they just made me laugh so hard. So then I looked her up and I realized like, oh, she, she has like a astrologer school. And I was just Mm. like telling my husband, I'm like, I know this costs a lot of money, but I have to do it. I don't, Mm. and I didn't even really believe in astrology Mm. at the time. But you felt it. You ever have those moments where you're like, you know, you have to do the thing, but it doesn't really make sense. So you just, oh yeah, oh my God. You just do it. And then you have to, right? You're like being shoved. Um, (laughs) So that's that's what I did. I I started to just dive really deep into studying astrology. And I went on to study with a bunch of other people that resonated even more. um, And I just, the more I learned, the more I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I've never been seen like this ever <laughs> my whole life. And then yeah. it just goes deeper and deeper till you start to learn the cycles and why you feel a certain way at a certain time of year. Like, why are you, why do you feel a little heavier during May or August or something, you know, or why do you feel really energetic at this month of the year? And then you can just break it down to every planet has you know, the outer planets have really long cycles, like 20 years, 12 years, 84 years, like depending on how far they are. And the moon has 28 day cycles. So you're influenced by 
28 day cycles all the way out to 248 day cycles or year cycles, excuse me. And they're all year cycles. Yeah. Like you never even really experience the entire cycle in your life. It's like so vast. Um, And we're all energetic beings being influenced by these other energetic bodies. You know, even the sun cycle is so important to tune into because it's our seasons and it's our body and it's the way our body takes in light. And it's so beautiful. Like the more you tune in with it and really you don't have to know astrology to watch the patterns, you know, like take note, have a journal like, okay, why is it that I feel this kind of way and during this month? Well, that's probably the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Because every year during this period of time, you feel like this. There's a reason why, like, for example, right now we're in cancer season and a that's lot of us season. are spending, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're spending time with family because that's yeah. cancer. It's yeah. like, that's why in the summer, well, summer for Northern hemisphere people, but mm-hmm. even in the Southern hemisphere, there's like a reason why we're like, oh, I want to nest my home right now. And I want to like cook a little bit more maybe, or be around my family or go on vacation with my family or just rest. Like Mm -hmm. there's a total reason for it. And you can watch these patterns um, in yourself. And it's so game changing because it gives you permission to be like, yeah, I'm just going to lean in. I'm going (laughs) to lean into that. You know, but how can you like, how can I learn more about that? Like, is that something, I mean, if people listen to example, your your Instagram page, Farmhouse Moon, um, if they listen to your videos, because you give really nice videos, like it's just you just talking nice and calm, nothing crazy. And uh, talking about things that are happening, cycles that are happening. Is that I mean, that's one way. Is there yeah. like, is there a place that they, you would recommend that people could maybe start doing some research? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I lo- love to give Astro updates, like you said, on Instagram. Um, and I put them on YouTube, too. And I'm in, in Instagram. If you ever DM me in, I don't know if anybody, you know, like the little notes in your messages where people can leave little notes and the little stickies. Um, I put the moon sign every day in there. So if you've ever messaged me on Instagram, you'll see at the top, it says like the moons in Libra, but you can also go to astro.com and just click on the little icon, the moon, sun, Mercury symbol in the top right corner and look at what, what sign is the moon in. Again, you don't have to know anything about the sign. You can just go click on it and say, okay, the moon's in Libra. I'm just going to see how I feel today. And the moon's in a sign for two and a half days. Okay. So if you just do that and then take notes and then, okay, the sun's in Libra. It's we're Libra season. You know, how do I feel during Libra season? What's the theme? Because there's always a theme. <laughs> always. Um, and they'll always and repeat, can, like your themes will always, always repeat. repeat. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like every time the moon's in Libra, like the first day, because the, there's two two and a half days of each sign, right? So mm-hmm. it, if it's hitting a certain one of your planets, if it's in a certain house, and this is all just, you know, astrological talk, but you don't have to know any of that to realize, like, I feel this way on when the moon's in Libra, you know? Because if um, you start to write it down, then you can start historically yeah. tracking what exactly. it is that I feel on that, like felt yes. on that day. Obviously it seems like it yes. makes more sense to write like maybe the day after or something. Yeah. And then, you know, in my program, I, I give people maps, like I give them moon maps where they can do it themselves and they can look at a little key and it's very easy, easy and simplified. And I, I am going to teach a class here pretty oh, soon good. because I really, really want to help people empower them to do it themselves without having to know astrology all the way. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, you still have to learn the archetypes, right? Yeah. But you can have little like keys and maps to figure it out for yourself because it's all custom to you. 
It's the thing. Everyone is very different mm. with how things affect them. Like a moon in Virgo, for example, you, we all feel it. We all feel the Virgo archetype, which is, you know, more detailed and productive and it wants to get things done. And it's time to, you know, look at your to-do list and clean your house and, you know, be responsible. But it for you, it might be at the bottom of your chart, which is like, okay, I just want to go inward and do this. Mm. And for someone else, it might be at the top of their chart. Mm. And so they're going to feel different. Right. You know, um, and so that's like really one way to do it. I also have a newsletter where I talk a lot about, you know, the, the this is what this full moon means. And I try my hardest not to use too much astrological language. Yeah. Jargon really, gets hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's pointless to people, even to astrologers. Sometimes it's like, we don't need to talk about all the nerdy aspecting. We just need to talk about what does this feel like and what, yeah. what, what, what does this mean? What does this mean to me? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, really like doing a journal with the sun and the moon um, makes a huge difference. And then, you know, if you do follow an astrologer, if there's a Mercury retrograde or a Venus retrograde, which we have coming up, um, you can kind of get a flavor of like, okay, that's why I feel like my feelings are really emotional right now, or I feel like my, everything's breaking in my life or whatever it is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You actually taught me during my uh, birth chart reading that I was born during a Mercury in retrograde, which I never had heard that before. I didn't know. And that was interesting. And then you said that I would need to go inwards and reflect more when it was a, when Mercury was in retrograde. I was like, Ooh, that's nice. Because I mean, I'm usually not that uh, affected by things breaking or like, you know, contracts not coming through or whatever. Um, yeah, but that that made perfect sense to me. See, like, I mean, just hearing all this stuff, I'm like, I feel like I, I know nothing. And I have been in this, I don't want to say realm, but you know what? I did buy this book. <laughs> this book that you told us about, the only astrology book you'll ever need. Look at the size of this fatty, fat boy. It is so good. I loved going through my birth chart, like and looking in there and like learning more about myself. I would, I'm also going to, um, I'll reference this in the show notes if anybody ever wants to go buy it, but I think it's an excellent book um, yeah. to reference. And you were the one that told me about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, like your, your world, I mean, you are working, you're working now with a lot of really big people. I mean, important people that are doing important work in the world, which I love. And, uh, and that's why it's also so important that it's, it's given in a way, the information is given in a way that people can take it in. And um, I think you are excellent at that and are a, a supreme specimen of a person who is able, that's, that is your task. I believe that you've been tasked with that this lifetime um, because you got, you got the gift. Now, we were talking about, before we hit the uh, record button, about things in our lives that have brought us to like the, the pivotal points of our life and um, where you were 15 years old and you had a health, you had a health problem. Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was 15, I was diagnosed with bone cancer mm-hmm. um, and it was so fascinating because I like, even looking back at it, I had so much trust. It was, it was, it was really, really scary for sure. Mm -hmm. Being 15 years old and kind of facing your life. And I remember them saying like, yeah, there's only like a 50 to 70% chance of, of it going away and you living. And I was like, well, okay, shit. (laughs) 
of oh. living. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I really had to face my life. Um, and I remember trying to be so strong for the people in my life mm. that like, so that, cause I'm, it, it like wrecked my mom, you know, yeah, she was a mess. Sure. Um, so I was like, well, I need to be the strong one here. And I actually had found Christianity like just before then, um, grew up Catholic in and out of random churches. We weren't really like committed or anything, but I found my homie Jesus and thank goodness that I had like some sort of faith to mm. lean on during that yeah. period of time. Cause, and I just, it's grown my, my whole like belief system has grown a lot since then, but very grateful for that, mm. you know, support that I had just to yeah. give it up to someone else. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a really pivotal moment from 15 to 17. I was in and out of surgery. Luckily didn't have to have any radiation or chemo because it was such a rare type of cancer. Like they were so confused why a 15 year old has it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually think now that it was because I, um, detasseled corn in the cornfields when I was 13, 14, 15. Yeah. And I was literally in pesticide ridden fields for, oh and I was gosh. really hardcore. I was the one that was like trying so hard and <laughs> I'm going to have the most corn. I'm the queen of corn. I'm going to do the best. And and really like <laughs> it's called detasseling. So you take the tops of the corn plants off so that they don't pollinate. And it's this big Midwestern thing. Like if you're a kid, when you're 13, you can have a job, you know? So I was like, sign me up. Yeah. Um, and now in, in retro, like looking in hindsight, it's like, I think that's probably had something to do with it because I've learned so much about oh my, my body and my yeah. genetics and all kinds of things since then. And I have a really hard time detoxing. Mm. Some people do. It's kind of pretty common. Mm-hmm. So I realized now, like, I think that my body couldn't detox a lot of those pesticides. And it was like a, that was the physical. I'm sure there was an emotional reason. Yeah. And during yeah. that period of time, it was a Saturn transit. Okay. And, um, oof. Yeah. That Saturn transit was really like Saturn transits are very, very karmic. They're, mm-hmm. especially when we're younger, all the way up to age 30, like the every seven years you have one. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have one, it's like, you're really faced with a moment in your life where you have to deal with something kind of heavy or hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So it shaped me completely in, in in my beliefs. It helped me trust that because that feeling that I had the whole time, I'm like, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I have so much shit to do in this life. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot go out, no. you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I ain't got time for this. Okay. We're going to yeah. get this out and <laughs> get yes, this gone. Totally. Uh-huh. Okay. And it just like, it brought my family together in ways that they hadn't been together in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was obviously very traumatizing and I still have dealt mm-hmm. with like, that's how it works. Right. When you go yeah. through something really intense, it comes up in layers, but sure. it also really shaped me. And after learning astrology, I was like, okay, Hmm. That karmic moment. And for me, Saturn represents relationship karma. And it was hmm. all about the relationships in my life hmm. at the time. Not even about, and, and like my place in them too. Sure. So yeah, it was really fascinating. So as a 15 to 17 year old, then, um, I mean, that's, did you see, can you see that in your birth chart? Yeah. Hmm. That that was a moment was going to happen that that was going to be a real tough time, but that yeah. you would clear it, that it would, that yeah. they would get to the other side, because that's yeah. again, part of the story. This is why I love storytelling, people yeah. sharing their stories, people sharing their journeys, that people that are honest, people that are willing to share in front of others and not have to put on masks or be ashamed or, I mean, we have nothing to be ashamed of. We have only ourselves and our lives to be so proud of that we've gotten yeah. to this point. And, um, in the the artist in you also uh which i think the the artwork that you have on your 
your posts, I think, are beautiful and your in your newsletters. Because I get your newsletters too. I get all your stuff. One <laughs> <laughs> <Funny> of your fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the um the the patterning, like the I think it's interesting. We talked a little bit about patterns and tracking patterns. Do you do you see that does every single person just re- keep recreating like the same things over and over again? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think that until we're really ready to face the thing, we're our soul is going to keep pushing us towards that stuff, even if mm-hmm. that stuff is quote unquote suffering. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when you're in a, at least this is my belief, of course, but when you're in a body before you come here, you have this like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z and I have this contract and I'm going to work with this person and deal with this and maybe learn this. And there's free will in that. You can do whatever you want within it, but there's still some sort of structure. Mm. And so you come in and your soul is like, but we have a North star. Remember, remember you're trying to do this thing. <laughs> and, and, and so your soul will push you towards that. Like you'll meet a certain person or you'll get fired from a job because that job is not meant for your soul to like hang out in, even though at the time you're so confused as to why this would be happening to you. So I find that we're always being pushed that way. And for some people that are really conscious, not just even through astrology, just through like their own intuition and their own trust in in themselves or their beliefs, um, it's a little easier because once you kind of learn that lesson, then your soul doesn't have to push you so hard, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also believe that we're learning layers of the lesson throughout our whole life. Like we never just make it to the finish line because that's silly. I mean, what's, it's if like I, what's when people finish line, what is a finish line anyway? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when people say like, I need balance in my life. I just want to balance. I'm like, but you're never going to really be balanced. You're always mm-hmm. going to be on the, on the path towards balance. Yeah. But well, I think it's like... also a part of balance of saying, I need balance. There's balance in that. Just saying, yes, exactly. Recognize that you need balance. You're already doing better. You're doing better than you were. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We need to be. We need to be gentle with ourselves too. (laughs) Oh yes, (laughs) yeah. Because I'm I'm working on this also for myself right now to 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 feel it to sniff out my imbalances because I feel it in my body. I feel it when I don't feel like "Mm, I'm out of kilter. I'm off kilter. I need to fix this myself, and I need to look at it and. And I do. And then I fix it and then I change it. Right. It's like, it's the, it's the big eyeball in the sky that I like to call for myself. I just like, I become a big eyeball to look at myself from a, from this perspective up here, like the helicopter so that I can see uh, what it is that I need to see because when I'm in it, it's too hard. Um, But the shadows, like shadow work also, because the shadows come up in the birth charts, definitely, which I love. I love doing shadow work. I think it's fascinating. Maybe, can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe for somebody who doesn't know what shadow work means. Yeah. So that's been something I've been really defining for myself too, because so many people talk about shadow work, right? And mm-hmm. for a long time, I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> because nobody ever says what it means. Yes, everyone talk talks about it, it, but they don't. Yes. Yes. It's so true. So for me, my definition of shadow work is the pieces and parts of us that we've shoved down the basement. Like, you know, you've had an experience and you're like, yeah, you need to go down the basement. You cannot have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we go into the basement, into our caves, or we have these harder moments and there's a piece of us that's, you know, I don't feel safe or, or there's like a 12 year old version of you that something happened to you. They're like soul fragments. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we have triggers or moments of hardship or feeling emotionally, you know, deep, deep things, 
we have an opportunity to be like, Hey, you can come have a seat at the table. You're safe here. I see you. You know, I like to write letters to pieces of me. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I see that you never got X, Y, Z and you desperately were looking for that and you're mm-hmm. safe now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that shadow work is pieces and parts of us from past lifetimes. Yeah like losing a child or dying or being hung or a lot of people that are on the spiritual path right now on earth have very traumatic past lives Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. what we were doing is we were trying so hard to speak up for the truth Mm -hmm. or what we saw or the magic in the world. And it was like, you're done, you know? Right. Let's see if you can float. Yeah. Mm. So these tend to be our biggest wounds is like where we don't feel like we're enough or where we don't value ourselves or, you know, Mm -hmm. And they're actually our greatest gifts. And so the more shadow work you do, like come to the table, yep. you're okay. And, <laughs> yes. and I see you and, oh, wasn't that so hard? And, mm-hmm. um, and we realize, at least for myself, I realize like how much we've been through in so many lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Then I can be so much more gentle on myself because yeah. we've experienced some really hard stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really honoring these parts of you. It's complex, right? Like shadow work is totally. Yeah, it is complex. And it's, uh, but it's also, it's, you know, what are, what are you afraid of? You're afraid of the boogeyman. Well, where's the boogeyman? Boogeyman's in the dark, right? It's like, there's, there isn't a boogeyman. Turn the lights on. You know, as soon as you turn the lights on, there's no, you see, there's no boogeyman. There's nothing more yeah. to be afraid of. So shining a light on it, which the, the feelings or the fears or the shame, so much shame, so much embarrassment, so much. So yes. much. I mean, just. And that doesn't even have to be from this lifetime. Like that, there could be stuff in us that we are carrying traumatically in our own bodies that we don't even understand because it hasn't even happened in this life. Exactly. That, that I think is really hard for, for most of us to kind of come to terms with, because if we, if we haven't experienced it, you know, in this world now, then it's hard to understand that or maybe it's a dream, like a recurring dream that you keep having over and over and over again. And to understand that, you know, do some work around that, bring that up, bring that out, write it down, have have a moment with it and look at it. And what could it mean to you? What does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? Um, yeah. That's it's uh, there's there's many things that we can do when it comes to the, the feelings that don't feel good, like the, the, the not feel good feeling. Um, talking about them. Yeah. 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 Like, why are you scared of, I had a friend who was scared of like plants. She didn't want to touch plants. She was Mm -hmm. like, what the hell is wrong with me? And she did a past life regression and realized she was poisoned by plants in a past life. Gosh. Yeah. Like we we don't even, like you said, you don't even know sometimes Mm -hmm. why things are the boogeyman to you. No, no. Like the fear of the dark or Fear of yeah. birds. One of my best friends is afraid of birds, like deathly yeah. afraid of birds. I mean, she's done a lot of therapy around that. And I mean, she's done a lot of work, which is great. She's come a long way, but it's it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm not exactly part sure. Part of what, the shadow work is accepting. Yes. Yeah. Accepting that that's okay. Like telling mm-hmm. yourself it's okay, you know? And I especially like that everyone is welcome at the table, like all pieces and parts of us, not just the pretty parts, not just the nice parts, not just the ones that are really nice to the neighbors, but the ones that are really ugly and bad mouthing everybody. They're also welcome because that's, that's your old, that's a little, that's a little pattern. Also, these are patterns that come up in us and that we need to take a look at also, like, why do you feel that you need to do that? Why do you feel like you want to be ugly or mean to other people? Let's, you know, where is that coming from? It's coming from childhood. Okay. Well, let's talk about that moment, that moment in childhood when that started, right? It's, uh, 
it's beautiful. It's beautiful work. And this is, this is the power of the, the, what people have access to with your work through your beautiful gifts that you are able to share with people. Yeah. Now here I am, I've taken a lot of your time here. So I'm going to, but I will say (laughs) one more thing I want to say. Uh, when you have that class, you got to let me know. I want to share it out to our people. If you ever have that class that you were talking about, please, please, please. Do you have anything that you want to share that's on your heart to, it could be one person listening to this that needs to hear whatever it is you still want to say. Is there anything you want to share? Yeah. Um, I just want your listeners to know like that all the parts are accepted at the table. Like just the shadow work piece, I think is such an important piece. And we're about to head into a Venus retrograde and she doesn't, she only does this every 18 months. So she's pretty special. Venus is very Mm -hmm. special. She's, you know, very much our feelings and our desires Mm -hmm. and our self-worth and our Mm -hmm. values. And right now there's like this beautiful invitation to kind of reevaluate. What do I love? How do I love? Should I putting be putting my energy into this? Is it in alignment with what my values are? Why don't I love myself? How can I feel more worthy? And I think most humans are kind of on that path of trying to feel more worthy of love, you know? Mm. Um, and so over the summer, all the way into the beginning of September, we have this beautiful invitation to slow all the way down and reevaluate all of these things. And mm. it's really in these slow down cycles that we can do so much work, even though it feels like nothing's happening or like we're trudging through mud or quicksand or something. Um, So I just want to invite your people, like similar to what you're doing in July where you're taking time to Mm -hmm. chill out and find yourself. Yeah. Reconnect with your center. Like Mm. that is such a, that's the, the cycle is there for us right now. And if we push really hard to do the opposite, it's going to be super frustrating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the invitation with this retrograde specifically is to like, go play, like mm-hmm. connect with your, connect with a little you do something creative just for the sake of creativity, go swim in the lake, you know, like mm-hmm. just go be fully embodying summer energy mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. leisurely playful, creative kind of way. Um, and it will feel so much like you're in the flow versus like, you know, hitting a wall. So mm-hmm. yeah. Permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> and you were intuitively feeling it. Like you yeah. were, you already were like, you're so tuned in intuitively, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. have to know astrology at all to be like, I'm listening to my body. What's my yeah. body saying? Mm-hmm. She needs some time off. <laughs> some time away from a computer for a while. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I haven't gone swimming in so long. Being in water, it's so healing. I'm a cancer. I, I'm, I'm meant to be in the water. <laughs> A crab. I'm supposed to be in the water. And I love the water. Yeah. So like reconnecting and having fun, letting it be easy and just laughing, just being easy, like letting, like having joy be that close to the surface instead of being like this, the push, the hustle that, which that mentality is so against everything I stand for anyway, but to kind of like, that maybe if that's something that you really are driven by, put that put that on the uh, on the side burner right now, and yeah. just allow yourself to have the fun and the pleasure and the joy. And then when you do, then you can come back, and it's going to be even better what you're going to be able yeah. to create. In yeah, your so productive. 
Yeah. This is like so productive, guys. Like mm-hmm. I always reframe things by saying like play is productive because it really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what we were talking about earlier is like when you do this, you're able to really refill your tank and yeah. you're you get to ask yourself, why? Mm-hmm. Why do I do what I do? <laughs> and that's the Venus energy. She's always like, well, is this actually something you value? Because mm-hmm. your values like they usually stick with you. They can like change and grow, but usually you have like really solid values. Like, is your value freedom? Well, are you doing, are you taking steps to have that? Right. Do you feel free? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And what can you do to kind of realign yourself with your actual desires and your values? Like that's what we get to do right now. So that's the invitation, the Venus invitation. Yes. And you may feel frustrated during it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. too. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. It's an emotion too. Yeah. Yes. That's a right word that because fr- with frustration comes also emotion and emotion is right. Energy in motion. So we need to move things. We need to move uh, ourselves, move our emotions, move our energies around a little bit because through that comes clarity. I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I believe. I believe. I believe. All right. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did you hear that? Oh, did you just hear that? I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> this telephone just started to ring right in my ear. I almost just had a heart attack. Sorry. Oh no. It, 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 it like sounded like a little click to me. It was like really oh, quiet. No, it <laughs> popped up. It was huge. I was like, what? So sorry. Oh my goodness. Ooh. All right, Stevie, I apologize for that screaming in your ear from me. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Thank you. Thank you for your beautiful heart. Thank you for being who you are, showing up as the real you in a world that is so desperate for more of that. I know I am. Thank I you know so I much am. And yeah. it's always a thank pleasure you. being in your energy, always. <laughs> oh, thank you. And the the same, I hopefully now more people that I know get to see you. And that's that's what this is for. We we share one another so that we can So other people can know who you are and the work that you're doing and who you are as a human to see it is so possible. It is so possible to live a fantastic life doing things your way. Not not just because somebody else told you to do it, but because you said, this is what I want. And you're creating it. Yeah. Yeah. You're modeling it. And that's the thing. We need models. We need people to look at to see they've done it. I can too. Thank you. Appreciate Mm. that. Thank you. All right. Until next time, I definitely want to have you back. Hopefully yes. you'd want to be a guest. I again. would. Oh my gosh. It'd be an honor. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Stevie. Mwah. Take good care of you now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me. Let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.